0: Hey guys, welcome to the uh, Radiate Church podcast. Uh, Today is a little bonus episode uh, because we started our relationship series, It's Complicated, this past Sunday. And uh, out of the three uh, qualities that we need now, that was the title of the message, Three Qualities You Need Now uh, in Your Relationship, we got to one of them. And so you're in week one and a half of if it's complicated uh, here at Radiate Church. So we wanted to get this out, and uh, man, we, we love that you jumped on today to be a part of this with us, and uh, as we take a deeper um, dive into relationships and Uh, What God has for us before we get into it. I want to go ahead and uh, ask you to do something. I'd love for you uh, Wherever you are, whoever you are to subscribe uh, To this podcast so that you don't miss an upcoming episode. We do throw in bonus episodes here and there and uh, we update the podcast with our messages each and every week. So subscribe to it so you don't miss out. And we would also love for you to give us a review. You know, uh, click that five star or uh, uh, button and write a review about Radiate Church. It really helps. Uh, it helps us get this podcast out in front of more people. So you can help us be a part of ministry by doing that. So we started a series uh, this week called It's Complicated. And the truth is, is love is complicated. It can be complicated no matter what. Um, It doesn't matter if you're married, if you're single, if you're engaged, divorced, um, separated. um, Doesn't matter if you're single and looking, single and not looking. Doesn't matter if you've been married 10 years, 10 months, 10 days, you know, 100 years. The truth is, is love can be complicated because individuals... Are complicated, and we have to kind of walk through the journey of love and relationships in order to learn how uh, to do it God's way. Love can be, one of the things we talked about is love can be complicated, but it's especially complicated if we do it outside of God's way. And God has a lot to say about love and relationships throughout His Word, throughout the Bible, and we looked a lot at that. Just to review, we really settled in on this thought that the number one quality we all have to have to have a God honoring, Um, relationship and to be all that God's created us to be as a husband or a wife is we have to be first secure in Christ. If you missed that message, it's on this podcast right underneath this episode actually. Um, And you should go and listen to it. It was a phenomenal week as God really challenged us. But one of the main points uh, we talked about is this idea that you are a son or a daughter of God. Before you're ever a husband or a wife. Let me say that again. You're a son or a daughter of God before you're ever a husband or wife. you got to understand that your husband and wife cannot be God to you. They cannot fulfill you and complete you. They can help you and they can uh, make you happy and all that. But they are not to complete you. Whenever they complete you and you put them in that, in that sense, you have now put them at the status of God. And they can't live up to it. In fact, in fact Colossians 2, 9-10, through 10, we talked about that, how it is Christ who completes us, and, and we, we live that in our lives. So, secure in Christ. Now, there's a, two other qualities I wanted to get to on Sunday, but I want to give you today that I think are are really beneficial biblically, um, but they're really practical and, and helpful as well. You can kind of take these and build on them no matter where you are in your relationship status. The, the, the next one I want to tell you about, uh, number two really, but number one for today is uh, you have to be strong in character. Strong in character. I, I hear this phrase a lot in pastoring and, and helping people. It's this phrase that, well, I'll get serious about my faith later. I'm still young. I want to live life. Listen, if living your life does not like look like loving God, uh, you're not going to get serious about it later. You cannot build a life of faith on a foundation of sin. You cannot build a life of faith on a foundation of sin. Listen, I understand there's a lot of things in the world that are fun that the Bible is like you should probably stay away from those things. You know, But the truth of the matter is, if you want to live a life of faith, you At any point, you, you need to not build a foundation of sin. You need to be strong in character. Here's what character is. Char- character is who you are when no one is around because that's who you are. Your character is the crux, the depth, the, the um, definition of who you are. Uh, who you are when people are around is who you want to be. It's who you want to be. It's the mask you want to come off as. It's the it's the uh, it's the personality you want people to um, engage in. You know uh, that's why social media is so so dangerous. You, you don't don't base your relationships off of what you see on social media. You can make you can make the worst of things look like the best of things on social media. That is a character. That is who people want you to engage in with them. Who you are when nobody's around, when there's no cameras, there's no selfie modes, there's no flashes, there's no body to impress, there's no microphone, there's no platform, there's no nothing. Who you are when nobody's around, that's who you are, and who you are comes from the character that you build. Character is built in private. Character is built in private. Character is built in private so that your personality can be lived in public. You have to build it in prayer closets. You build your character uh, without pomp and circumstance. You're either, here's the truth, you're either building character or performing for people. There there really is no in between. Man, build your character. Everything you go through is hard times, build your character. Good times, build your character. You know, people coming at you, build your character. Fights with your spouse, build your character. Celebrations with your spouse, build your character. Whatever it is, build your, build your character. Singles, I, I just want to tell you this. If you can't build your character without somebody in your life, you won't build it when there's somebody else to take care of. You've got nothing to stand on. And so your relationship will be flawed. In fact, Paul... The Apostle Paul was talking to his protege, his mentee, uh, Timothy, and he, and he wrote him a couple of letters. We know him as 1st and 2nd Timothy. But in 1st Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12, he makes this statement that we read a lot of times uh, to teenagers and kids and middle schoolers and all this stuff. But really, um, the Apostle Paul was writing this to a man that was leading, leading a church. It's probably something that you and I probably should take care of. Um, but the reality is, is we got to get to a place to where we understand what Paul's teaching Timothy. And here's what he says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 12. It's going to help you today. It says, let no one look down on your youthfulness. But, and that's important because Timothy was a young man. So he was saying, hey, you're young, but you, you're in this. You're smart. You're good. You know, It doesn't matter how long you've been married. You're good. You, you can get through this. Now watch this. Don't let anyone look down on you for your youthfulness. But rather, watch this, in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. here's Here's what Paul's telling Timothy. Become an example. Live out the character of loving God with everything you have. He says, in speech, the way you talk, The way you talk to others, watch this, the way you talk about yourself, the way you talk to your spouse is an example of the character you've built with God. So as you're listening to this today, what does your speech say about your faith? What does your speech say about your character? Conduct, he says, um, love uh, in, in speech, in conduct, what is conduct? You know what conduct does, is actions. What are your actions, what are your disciplines, what are your routines and rhythms say about your life, your faith, and your God? You know, you got to develop character in how you talk. you got to develop character in how you live. Do you live like you're entitled for people to agree with you? Listen, listen, here's the truth. Here's, we got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people at this church. The truth of the matter is, listen to me, I don't agree with a lot of them. But I, I don't, I'm not entitled for them to agree with me either. That's their life. You know, agreement is not, is not uh, uh, love. Agreement is, is nothing more than just giving in unless we truly agree on it. Build your character with your conduct. How do you, do you live with entitlement? Do you live with um, humility? What do your actions say? What do your disciplines say about your life? He says to love God with your, your speech, your conduct, your love. Love is how you treat others. It's not the same as actions. But how do you, like, truly... Love is how you see somebody. You love somebody by how you see somebody. Do you see uh, people that you come into contact with? Are they a child of God or are they a burden? You know, like, is your spouse somebody that just annoys you? Or is your spouse somebody that you're honored to do life with? Are you loving? Are you patient? Right? Are you willing to get dirty? And, and bring people out of, out of mud and, and, and out of difficulty in their life? Do you love them enough to get dirty with them? Do you love them enough? Watch this. We, we believe now that loving people is, is, is I, I just mentioned it a minute ago, agreeing with or giving in to people. No, I don't love you because I let you walk in sin. Now, that doesn't mean that I will treat you different if you don't listen. It just means... I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. It is up to you to decide if you want to base your life on that or not. Not me. uh, Giving in is not love. Giving in is weakness. I base my life on the Bible. How do you love love people? He says, speech, conduct, love, faith. Faith, 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 faith. Faith Faith is the ability to see uh, in a spiritual way. See things that you can't see with your natural eye with your natural eye, faith is the ability to believe that even if god hasn't god can that even if god can doesn't mean he will faith is the ability to go i'm going to trust god no matter what happens faith is the ability to erase circumstance and lean in to belief faith is the ability that nothing around me changes what's within me that's faith. Love God with your faith. Do you believe what God says? Do you believe the best in other? I can't say I believe God, but I don't, I don't believe his word. I can't separate the two. If I believe God, then I believe his word, right? There's faith. He says speech, conduct, love, faith, purity is the last one, purity. I'm, I'm going to say it like this. Uh, purity is the ability to stay away from things that muddy the waters. So in relationship status, I'll say it like this, um, purity is sexual integrity. Sexual integrity, it's like this, um, it's, it's doing sexual married things inside of God's order. God is God of order. We actually talk about this that this coming Sunday. God is God of order, right? So if I want God's blessing, I need to do things God's way. Now, that doesn't mean God won't bless your marriage if, like, you, could, you do it the wrong way, and you're repentant, and, and you know, you get things right, and, and you're for, you know, you're forgiven. But, you know, God forgives, but he doesn't always erase, you know, the consequence either. So, my point is, is sexual integrity. Like, do it God's way. Sexual integrity is not bringing others into your intimacy. Like, that's pornography. That's not pure. Keep your eyes holy. Keep your ears holy. Like, there's certain things you don't need to be seeing or hearing. There's certain relationships, ladies, you don't need to be having with other men. There re- are certain conversations, not relationships. Um, there's certain conversations, men, that you don't need to have with other ladies. There certain relationships or conversations that are reserved for a counselor, somebody that can professionally help you, a, an accountability partner or pastor or spiritual father and your spouse. That's it. You can, you, you can muddy the waters real quick. Purity. Um, purity protects your marriage and yourself. The Bible says it like this. Don't defile the marriage bed. The moment you turn on that computer screen, you've now brought somebody into your marriage bed. And you know what I mean by turn on the marriage screen. Um, or the uh, computer screen. Like, the moment you allow somebody else's marriage to become a comparison point for yours, that couple is now in your bedroom. Like, you, you got you to gotta remain pure. And that's in anything, right? So, just because, you know, what I may need to stay away from may not be the same thing you need to stay away from. Like, I may need to watch... And be more careful than you need to be in certain areas. Why? Because I struggle with that stuff more than you do. Or I don't struggle with these things more than you do. It's not about basing your purity based on what everybody tells you to do. It's basing your purity based on the Bible and your relationship with God and your commitment to your spouse. And Paul is telling Timothy, here's how you build character that attracts people to God and shows God, people how great God is. Here's what I need you to know. If you want someone with strong character, you need to be someone of, of strong character. You attract who you are, not what you want. So, like, don't go out there and, like, I've got to have a good Christian woman that worships and reads the Bible. You know, she's a, good, she's a good character. You know, all that stuff. All those things are great. That's awesome. And you do need that. But if you're not becoming that, then what makes you think you're going to attract that? What makes you think you deserve that? Give her somebody that she deserves. Above and beyond. Blow her mind with the way that God answered her prayers through you. Right? If you're already married, watch this. If you'll work on fixing and developing your character, strong character, watch this. Your marriage will get better automatically. Stop worrying about fixing their character. You worry about fixing yours. Stop pointing the finger at them. Point it at you. So you need strong character. And, and the last, last, thing, last thing you need in a godly relationship is this. You need to be planted in community. I believe there is such power in community. I believe there's such power in being rooted in a local church. I believe there is incredible power in being rooted in a, in a group of accountability partners We call them life groups here at Radiate, where we sit around, we laugh together, we cry together, we pray together, we celebrate together, we read the Bible together, we do life together. Why? We need community. We need each other. Like I'm not just saying we need each other because I have a program called Life Groups, and I want you to be a part of it. No, we need each other. When you're having a bad day, you need somebody to call before you go off on your spouse. You need somebody that you can talk to and be for real. I'll tell you a story about that in my life in just a minute. But this, this is also the reason why the Apostle Paul says, forsake not the gathering of the brothers. Why? Because we need each other. Man, we need to be around each other. We need relationship. We need love. We need grace. We need a, a, a wisdom. We need outside perspective. Right? Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 says it like this. He who walks with wise men, watch this, this is crazy, will be wise. <laughs> but the companion of fools will suffer harm why it's who you're around I used to t- when I was in youth ministry I used to tell teenagers this show me your friends and I'll show you who you'll be in five years show me your closest friends I'll show you who you'll be in five years I think it's the same thing in our lives we need good community now I'm not saying like you cut off people that don't believe in God you cut like you don't do that because we our, our job is to reach people for the kingdom but you need people you walk with that are wise. Some, some of us, we go, listen, this is, I had somebody a few weeks ago, they texted me and they said, hey, pastor, um, you're my pastor. I consider you a, a, a great a voice in my life. I'd like to spend more time with you if you have it on your calendar. Now, I don't have that on my calendar for everybody, but he happened to reach out at a time where I had some free spots and I told him, I said, yeah, let's get on the calendar and let's, let's make it happen. And and here's what he's essentially saying. I want to walk with somebody that can speak into my life. For so many of us, man, we run to social media way more than we'd run to anybody else. And there's nothing wise about that. You don't need people's opinions to push you in the right direction. You need need God's word. You need people's faith. Who you walk with. Watch this. I'm going to say it like this. The strength of your community will shape the quality of your marriage. The strength of your community will shape the quality of your your marriage, right? If you're walking with the wrong people, they'll tell you to walk out as soon as you get in an argument with somebody. You're walking with the wrong people, they'll they'll help you find all the bad things that are going on in their life. They'll help you find all the things that get on your nerves. In fact, when you can't find them, they will, and they'll tell you about them. But when you're walking with the right people, man, they push you to scripture. They help you see other perspectives. They pray with you. They help you see what you need to fix. And they'll help, they'll they'll offer help to the, to the couple itself. You've got to walk with the right people. This is the importance of life groups. If you're not in a life group, whatever, maybe you're listening to this from another church, but if you're not in a group at your church, man, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're missing true relational community and I don't care how big your church is I don't care if your church is 30 people or if your church is 30,000 people or somewhere in between like we are the truth of the matter is if you have an opportunity to get in community with people you have an opportunity to get better you have an opportunity he who walks with the wise will be wise what that tells me if I want to be wise I need to walk with wise people I need to hang around with wise people. I need to go out to eat with wise people. I need, I need to spend time with wise people. I need to ask questions to wise people. we got to get in this thing. Here's, here's a story of what happened in my... This is a true story in my life, in the power of community, and walking with the right people in that season of my life honestly kept me from, from leaving my wife and making a horrible mistake. There was a moment uh, when in our first year of marriage. My wife is amazing. She's the sweetest, kindest person in the world. I was incredibly selfish and uh, I, I just didn't realize that marriage doesn't fix your problems it exposes them and so you have to like work through things right and, and that's normal in our first year of marriage um, man I was combative I was prideful you know not combative like physically or anything but we would get in arguments about just dumb stuff and I was always right so if I was not right then then I'd walk away from the moment well there was one particular night We had been fighting for probably a week just over dumb stuff here and there. You know how it goes sometimes. It just builds up. And I wasn't mature enough at that point in my life to realize how to handle that. So I took my ring off after yelling at each other um, back and forth. And I don't know how much we were really yelling, but after fussing and arguing, I took my ring off, I threw it on the bed, and I said, I did not sign up for this. This is not what I'm doing. I'm going to sleep in the living room, and I will figure out, uh, I'll basically I'll figure out you know where I'm going tomorrow I'm done I walk out of the bedroom I probably slam the door or at least shut it very forcefully and uh, I left my wife my, my, my newlywed my beautiful beautiful wife uh, in the in the room crying trying, trying to figure out like what did we get into and I uh, it just so happened not long after that I, w- I went in there I couldn't sleep so I turned on the Xbox and I was trying to get some time to myself and A friend of mine, a guy that I walked with, a guy that was my youth pastor and that I was great friends with, he had recently moved not too long, well, a few years before that, but we had stayed in touch and talked all the time, and um, he texted me, hey, man, how's it going, You know, how's life, whatever, it wasn't too late at night, and I, t- I called him, and I said, listen, man, I'm done, I'm done. He's like, what do you mean you're done? I said, I'm done, I didn't sign up for this in marriage, we're fighting all the time, I can't do anything right, she won't, she won't see anything my way. Blah, blah, blah. And I just went off, right, about about it all. And And I remember he made this statement to me. He said, no, this is literally what you did sign up for. You did sign up for the difficulty. You did sign up for the arguments. You did sign up for the not seeing eye to eye. And you're going to go pick up your ring, put it back on your finger, love your wife, and figure out how to make it right. No, no, I'm not. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, it doesn't matter. You're going to go figure out how to make it right because you did sign up for this. And you're better than this. And you're smarter than this. And you know God's called you to more than this. And God has put you two together for this. And you are not. You are not going to walk away. You are not going to treat her that way. And you're not going to, this is what you signed up for. And he be, he began to speak scripture and pray for me and, and help me. And it was that moment that kept me from making a terrible decision. Do I know if I would have walked away? I don't know. I don't have a clue. But I know that night I was ready to until the community I was in changed it and made me see it a different way. He didn't go, oh, it's all good, man. I get it. Like, you know, I, things get hard and it's tough and... Yeah, I understand. No, he said, no, you did sign up for this, and you're going to suck it up, and you're going to make it right. Part of what we want in relationships and communities sometimes is we want somebody to pet us rather than challenge us. I challenge you to get into a community where they make you better. They make you better. They're going to call out your junk. They're going to love you, but they're going to call out your junk. Watch this. In fact, I would say it like this. People love you more if they call out your junk. If they call out your junk. I could... I don't want to sit on that too long but you need to be you need you need to be secure in Christ. You need to know who you are in Christ. You need to be strong in character, building that character and you need to be planted in community. Watch this because here's what happens when we build a relationship, when we build a relationship secure in Christ, when we build a relationship on strong character, when we build a relationship planted in community psalm chapter 34 in verse 3 tells us what this marriage can do and it says this oh magnify the lord with me and let us exalt his name together that is a godly marriage when you look at each other and go magnify the lord with me let everything we do from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed, let the way we treat each other, the way we treat our kids, the way we treat ourselves, the way we treat others, the way that we approach our work, let the way that we do it help me magnify God with you. Let's do this together. When we're intimate, when we're arguing, when we're happy, when we're matter, let's magnify God together. And thus, we will exalt his name together. Your marriage is not meant to be two complete individuals that are coming together to do two completely different things. Your marriage is meant to be two people coming together to magnify and glorify the Lord together. And I know that's what you want, and I know that's what God wants, and I know if you want a good marriage and a godly marriage, these are three qualities you've got to have. Secure in Christ, strong character, planted in community. So it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, if you're becoming who you should be, be secure, build character, and plant community. If you're single and looking, be secure, build character, and plant in community. If you're married and and you're still growing, be secure, build character, and plant in community. Hey, listen, I hope today's episode was helpful for you. And uh, gave you some things that you can walk away with and, and, and put some handles to and work in your marriage. I'm praying for you. Um, I'm excited to get into week two of It's Secure. Uh, starting this Sunday, 8.30, 10.00, 11.30, Radiate Church in Columbia. 10 o'clock at Radiate Church in Florence. It's going to be a great time as we talk about uh, myth busters. We're going to look at some myths and mindsets that are not reality in relationships as you seek relationships if you're single, or as you live them out if you're married. Hey, listen, remember to subscribe and rate. I love you, praying for you. Hey, listen, let's go change the world. I'll see you next time.